0: Death, fear, relationships, the children, your health, work. When you want to give up and you need courage to continue, take heart. And stay tuned as R.J. Jackson writes her signature message of hope on your heart. You don't have to live where you're dying and you don't have to die where you're living. Like every show of Conversations on Courage, you'll be informed, inspired, and encouraged to find the courage you need to succeed at home, work, and in your business. Get your pen and paper, you'll wanna take notes. And now, your host, R.J. Jackson, The Courage Giver.
1: Hey now, happy Tuesday, and welcome back to the table. You talk about authentic, down-to-earth conversation, (laughs) Well, we had one last week, as in every week. And let me just remind you, today is no exception. We got lots for you to talk about today. Oh, yes, we do. We have opportunities, encouragement, and inspiration that will cause transformation in your situation. Yes, we have lots more in store just for you. But first... Here's 60 seconds of something amazing with leadership expert, John Bentley.
2: Hi, I'm John Bentley. I came across a poem by Vicki Fry titled My Dad, and it was about a daughter sharing about her father. I've modified that sum for a message to us as fathers, as dads, to remember about our children. And here it goes. Fathers. Love your children so they tell the greatest story ever told. A story about you and your heart of gold. Fathers, no need to be a hero, known around the world, just loved your children, both boy and girl. Learn to model right from wrong, to instill in your children the values that they too will be strong. Teach them to face their fears Take each day as it comes and let go of the things they can't change. Tell them to hold their heads up high, to carry themselves with pride so they will become somebody, not run and hide. Then they too will tell the greatest story ever told, one about how their father loved them with his heart of gold. Again, I'm John Bentley. Thank you for listening. You can reach out to me at www.fema.org power2transform.com That's power the number 2 transform.com
1: Thanks John, you're amazing Stay tuned Coming up next, RJ brings her special guest to the table for more authentic and down to earth Conversations
3: on Courage
1: Joining us back at the table here on Conversations on Courage is Stephen McMillan Stephen is a counselor, an entrepreneur, and most of all, he is a dad. He is the 2018 recipient of the Father's Love Award in honor of William Bill the Boss Jackson. Join me in welcoming back to the table, Stephen Shade McMillan.
3: Stephen, brother, welcome to the table here at Conversations on Courage. It's an honor to have you back on the broadcast.
4: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
3: All right. So we're going to just take a little bit of time to get to know you a little bit, and so I want to play my game. The question is, are you game? Yes. All right, let's do it. Spring or fall? Spring. Basketball or football?
4: Basketball. I'm a basketball coach.
3: (laughs) Oh, you're a basketball coach. Okay. (laughs) Your team certainly wouldn't have understood you picking football. Mm -hmm. No, that wouldn't have
4: worked.
3: Would you rather rather go to the beach or to the mountain?
4: Beach. I got a bad foot.
3: (laughs) Okay, Mr. Badfoot, hip-hop or R&B?
4: Oh, man, that's tough. Um, you got
3: a bad foot. You can't be hip and hopping. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with R&B because I can't listen to rap after eight thirty.
3: Okay, and why is that?
4: I, I just it just puts me in a different place. I don't I can't listen to I can't okay. my energy can't be that high. I have to mellow. I have to bring it down.
3: Okay, all right. If you were drinking something, would you rather it be hot or cold? Cold. Netflix. Or YouTube. Uh YouTube. Would you rather read or write?
4: I'd rather read what I write.
3: <laughs> 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 right on, brother, um, right on.
4: I'm a, I'll go with read. I'll go with read. I I'm in the middle of reading the book right now. Well actually towards the end of it.
3: What book are you reading?
4: The Way of the Superior Man, by David Dieta.
3: And their saying says, we are what we read. So you are here today to tell us the way of a man. So let's go ahead and get started with this conversation. So we had you here last year. We honored you as the first recipient of the Father's Love recipient 2018 as a dedicated dad we honored you for being the head of your household for paving the way for being our unsung hero and for being a man of integrity influence and impact and representing William Bill the Boss Jackson so once again we want to say thank you for being an example of the father's love as a man helping raising your son by co-parenting. So for those of our listeners who didn't catch a first broadcast with you, let's just rewind a little bit and give them just a little bit of the history. You had a son and you weren't married, and you decided that it was important for you to be in your son's life. So tell us a little bit about the beginning part of your journey and what that was like in terms of being involved in your son's life, the struggles, the lessons you learn, learned, and all that good stuff?
4: Uh, early on, when I first had Jermaine, I, I was, actually, Jermaine's my first child, but when I had Jermaine, uh, it was a little rough because Jermaine was sick. He had uh, severe breathing problems. So he was in and out of the hospital most of the first year with a pneumonia in his lungs and Different things like that, so him being in two homes when we brought him back, he would still get sick, different temperatures different different germs just just the different environments would weren't good for his health but um he did he did eventually build up you know build up some stamina, he's pretty healthy now, but that was one of the biggest hurdles with him being in two homes uh both parents having to communicate uh not being together and still having to have that communication for Jermaine. And it, it it started off a little rocky, but um I think it did uh I think it did help us in the long run to get over that initial hurdle. And I think the biggest part was um just like I said, communication. We uh we found a common ground and Jermaine was pretty much that common ground. So he we we did get joint custody. He does stay in both homes but it's better for him because like he has siblings at his mother's home, and he's the only child over here, so he kind of gets the best of both worlds, and um he he benefits from he benefits from that uh, from from both environments um but the biggest thing, and I, I I had spoke with somebody else about it, and they was like, "Oh well, you guys should try and work it out and things like that. And I explained to him that some people work better apart. Because if if me and her were to raise Jermaine in the same environment, I don't think he would get the same love, and I don't think he would see the same love. Some people just, they don't bring out the best in each other in those those environments. But the fact that he sees us come together and do different things, I I think it's a little easier for him, and it's not toxic. And we don't have to try to fit it in.
3: Tell us about the the shift that you had that helped you come to the realization that it was important to work together, the shift in your mind and your attitude. Uh,
4: My grandfather was really huge on that. Um, And uh, like I said, I I didn't grow up technically with a father. He was around for brief periods of time, but for most of the time he kind of wasn't around. I didn't really have an idea of what, I could or would do as a father. So it was more of a freestyle. But what I did know that I wanted to do was all the things that my father didn't do with me. That I knew I wanted to instill in him. So the the basketball games, the baseball games, the, the bike rides, the dropping him off to school every day, all of those different things uh, from even every day we have to get up and we have to eat breakfast together because that sets the tone for the rest of the day. So before he leaves the home, I'm putting energy in him that he can give back to the rest of the world. All of those little things are things that I knew I wanted to do. So in the in the, I mean in the midst of fatherhood, I pretty much was throwing darts at the board to see what would stick. Some things stuck, some things didn't. But the things that stuck are now staples. And I and looking back on them, I understand where they came from. They were pretty much the same staples that my grandfather had, but I didn't realize I was utilizing those tools while I was using them. I had to go back and reflect and say, hey, you know, this is something my grandfather did. This is something. So it's always important to not focus on what you didn't have and kind of focus on what you did have. So what I didn't have was a father. What I did have was a grandfather who instilled those same things in me, and now I can carry those on to my son.
3: It's about leaving legacy. That's awesome. Give us an update. Uh
4: everything is, everything is pretty good. Um Jermaine's six. He'll be seven in July. Um he's playing basketball. He was previously playing baseball, but he just lowered it to basketball and soccer, so he's pretty active. Um Mom has kinda taken a liking to some of the some of the sports and some of the different things that he's into, so that's kinda helped uh Help with their relationship moving forward, um, but uh, Jermaine's pretty good. in um, and, and having Jermaine, I I, I decided after well, we had the conversation on the podcast that I didn't feel like I was doing enough. So I, I just recently started a business called Generation Rebels, which stands for reteaching education by enhancing life skills, and that's uh it's a it's a simulation for thirteen to twenty two year olds, you know. I mean, I, I just decided that, you know, I was working and it wasn't enough. I, I didn't feel like I'd have anything to leave my son. So I want to be able to build something that I could leave him so where he could come back and he could help young adults and help help people somewhere down the line. So that's the latest thing that I've had going on. But other than that, you know, we've just been – it's pretty much been the same. We went on our, our yearly trip because, like I said before, we – um I don't buy them Christmas. We only get three Christmas gifts and we put the rest of the money up for a trip. So this year was uh, we went on a cruise to the Bahamas. They had a coupon for $200, so we took that opportunity. This was his first time out of the country, so he enjoyed that. And, I mean, this is six and seven. He's going to remember those memories more than he's going to remember those wrestlers that he breaks or throws somewhere.
3: What tip or practical tool can you give to our listening audience who may be in a situation right now, Co-parenting and struggling, what words of wisdom would you share with them?
4: Um, communication will probably be one of the biggest things. You, you have to sit down and you have to figure out what it is that you want out of the relationship, not just the relationship with the child, the relationship with the parent, because all of those relationships coincide, whether you're together or not. So you have to figure out what is it that I want to accomplish with my son, and how can she help, and how can he help. And then you have to work from there. That's the biggest thing. And I think that's that I finally got that. It took a while. It might have took about two years. Jermaine's six now, so I said the first two years, I didn't understand what that meant. It was all about, oh, this is what I want to do with my kid, and this is how it's going to be. And once I understood that there's another part to this, and me and her came together, it became a lot easier. So communi- communicating what it is that both parents want to accomplish, not just what what do I want to accomplish with my kid, or what does she want to accomplish? What can we accomplish together despite our situation?
3: So was that an easy shift for you? Did you just go to her and say, hey, we're going to do it like this, or hey, I'm sorry for the way I've been doing it? What was that like, and how did she respond?
4: It was gradual reflection. I think we both had to reflect. we, We both just kind of seen that a lot of things we did were immature and previously, and, and, and it wasn't necessarily all negative. I just think that me not knowing how to be a parent and thinking that it would just be easy, I had to get out of my own way. I kind of seen it oh, I want these things my way. I had to get out of my own way, and once I got out of my own way, I seen things differently. So it, it allowed me to understand different perspectives, which was her perspective. And I think that once she seen that, I understood, it allowed her to accept different things that I wanted to accomplish, different things that I wanted to do. And it wasn't about, oh, well, it wasn't about my kid, and it wasn't her about my kid. It was about our kid.
3: Thinking of different, here's something that I heard you say prior to us getting started today while we were in our virtual green room. I heard you mention that you forgot to pick up his sister, and you had to go back and pick her up. Now, that's different. So... Can you tell us a little bit about that? You also help with her children?
4: Yeah, his sister is uh his sister's ten and she hangs out with us and um her her father had some car troubles uh, earlier so I had to go get her from her father's house and my son goes over her her uh he stays at her father's house too every once in a while, so me and her father uh I'm pretty cool so we kinda merge merged there too. But yeah, she spends the night she hangs out here. She's got she got about she got some about as much clothes as Jermaine does. <laughs> and Jermaine usually goes over there. He was over there last weekend uh for a couple hours. So the, the dads collaborated on that one.
3: <laughs> okay. How amazing is that? And there lies one of the reasons why we honor you as a man of integrity, influence and impact. It takes an awesome man to help raise someone else's child even though that child's father is still present in their life and to work together and co-parent that's amazing. What words of encouragement would you like to leave with our audience today?
4: Not just fathers just parents in particular. I've learned over time that the time is so important. The money all of those other things they don't It it does matter, but it doesn't have as big an impact as the time. You know, showing up at the game, showing up at the graduation, uh, just letting them know, have a nice day, all all of those little things, the the things that we think sometimes that kids don't pay attention to are some of the biggest contributing factors to a kid's self-esteem. So uh, just, just focus on the time and all of those small things, the time, the compliments, the positive reinforcements, all of those things.
3: And thinking of time, thank you for spending time with us today to remind us that co-parenting is important and being the example
4: of the father's love. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
3: Hi, this is Miriam Ali and you're listening to Conversations on Courage with your host, RJ Jackson, the Courage Giver.
1: I'm always honored. To honor our fathers. On behalf of my father, in his memory, for his legacy, Stephen, we honor you. We have amazing fathers that we're going to honor this year as I remember my dad. You see, my dad didn't tell me how to live. He lived. And then he let me watch him do just that. He showed me by example what this thing called life was really all about and one thing he said for sure when I asked him as he was living out his last days what's the one thing dad you want us to continue to do and he said love God and take care of the family and so I am honored to honor men who do just that. And if you're a dad doing all you can, we just salute you today and we say thank you. Continue to be the father that your children look up to so that no matter how tall you grow, they can always see hope. And remember, It's the courage to raise a child that makes you a father. And as I honor my dad, in his memory, I know that those we love don't go away. They walk beside us each and every day. Unseen, unheard, but always near. Still loved, still missed, and very dear. William, Bill the Boss, Jackson, I am missing me Some you. But as I celebrate you, it gives me great privilege to honor Ryan Osbrink and Stephen Dixon as the 2019 recipient of the Father's Love Award, honoring William. Bill the Boss Jackson. Let me tell you about Ryan. Ryan is a seasoned small business and marketing professional with over 20 years of experience in leadership, management, business development, and marketing design. He is currently a Chick-fil-A franchise owner. More importantly, Ryan is a husband and a father who exemplifies the characteristics of William Jackson, believing that both God and family are important. I caught up with Ryan and here's what he had to say about fatherhood. As a father, my number one job is making sure that my children have a relationship with the Lord. Ryan. It is my privilege and my pleasure to honor you as the 2019 recipient of the Father's Love.
3: This is Anjali Holmes, and I'd like to say congratulations to Ryan Osbrink for being one of the 2019 recipients of the Father's Love Award in honor of my great-grandfather, William Jackson.
1: Our next recipient is very personal to me. It is my son, Stephen Dixon. I just get so much joy watching Stephen love his son the way he does. I remember a couple of years ago, I asked Stephen as we sat at the breakfast table, what are your goals for this year? And he said to be the best father to my son, possible. He proceeded to say that's just not my goal for this year mom that's my goal for life and to watch him love on his son the way he does gives me great joy and I am honored to honor him as the 2019 recipient of the Father's Love Award in honor of his grandfather William bill the boss jackson congratulations Stephen. we honor you today
4: hi everybody this is steve mcmillan the 2018 winner of the father's love award i'd like to personally congratulate my cousin Stephen dixon who is one of the 2019 winners of the father's love award uh we appreciate you thank you all fathers for carrying along the legacy um It's a tall task, but I know everybody's up for it, and I appreciate everything that you do for fathers, and I'm sure the world appreciates everything that you do. Congratulations.
1: Now, I know a lot of people, they honor people, and they put on these elaborate events and say, oh, you have to come, you have to buy a ticket, you have to sell a table of 10. You know, they have all these stipulations, but I just want you to know I'm honoring these men because they have already paved the way. They have already shown us that they are men of integrity, influence, and impact. And so it's okay if they're not here on the broadcast. We're not having a banquet. We just want them to know that their living and their works, they're not in vain. So would you take a moment and just join me in celebrating our recipients for 2019 Steven Dixon and Ryan Osbrink. Congratulations to you both. Continue to represent the Father by showing the Father's love. can we say another day here at the table on Conversations on Courage where we absolutely, positively kept our promise to you. Not only did we provide you with inspiration that causes transformation but we provided you with success strategies for healthy and whole relationships. Hopefully you took some notes but if not No worries. Just catch us on the replay. We'll be here just for you. I'm RJ Jackson, the Courage Giver. It's been a pleasure to be your host and introduce you to our featured guest today. In the meantime and in between time, yeah, I'm not going to quit my day job. Don't you worry. (laughs) Because my day job is inspiring you to take a risk with confidence so that you, my friend, can live life on the other side of fear. While it is my pleasure to inspire you and encourage your heart here on Conversations on Courage, it is my passion and my purpose to connect with you intentionally as an international speaker to remind you that there's greatness inside of you. If you're looking for an authentic down-to-earth speaker who speaks not only from the heart but shares her stories for God's glories and tells about the journey that she's taking, she's on, and that she's preparing for, hey, give me a call. Let's talk. It'd be my pleasure to see how I may serve you. In the meantime, in between time, as I like to say, keep up your courage, take a risk with confidence, and stay blessed indeed. We'll be here again next week, same time, same purpose. And you, my friend, (laughs) well, you're the reason why. So we hope to see you then. Don't forget to follow me online. You can catch me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Anchor, and all social media platforms at The Courage Giver. You can visit my website at thecouragegiver.com. That's thecouragegiver.com.
0: Bye for now. Thank you for joining us for Conversations on Courage. Now that you've been inspired, informed, and encouraged, it's time for you to take action. So head on over to thecouragegiver.com. That's thecouragegiver.com. And connect with RJ for a personal conversation on courage. She's waiting to help you take the risk you need to succeed.